listening to Omega Man Radio. T-minus 10, 9, 8. Jesus Christ, Yahshua preaching the gospel of the Messiah, and ministering in deliverance and miracle healing. Add some great guest interviews, and you have the recipe for fresh oil for the airwaves. Tune in at OmegaManRadio.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the end times. Are you ready? Are you ready to endure till the end? Calling all who name Jesus Christ Lord. It's time to man up and report to the battle lines. Grab your coffee and sword and strap on your Ephesians 6 armor. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America Babylon and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You're listening to Omega Man Radio with Shannon Davis. Welcome to the end times, my friend. We're on the saints, it's coming. And the battle will soon begin. A battle that you and I be called to fight. It won't be won by our strength or mind. Will you fall away? Lose your soul and flame out. Or endure to the last trumpet and hear Jesus shout. Make a stand for Jesus to fall away. You saw you lose. Welcome to the end times, my friend Will it be a game over before you begin? Now is the time to live for Jesus To give him all the glory Overcome by the blood of the Lamb And the word of your testimony We must continue to fight and endure until the end To lay your life down 
down and let him raise it again Did Jesus give his life for you in vain? Say yes to Jesus and your life will never be the same Alright everybody, welcome back as we continue our Tuesday Marathon here on June 2nd, 2020. We're now crossing the seas and dropping over down under place called Gold Coast, picking up Peter Whiffen. Brother Peter, welcome aboard. Hey. My friends, how's God bless the, you. How's all the precious ones? All the, the beloved. Lord. How's everybody? Folks, how y'all doing out there? Um, sadly, Omega Man didn't get his food. I had to settle for a Ritz cracker and a <laughs> sweet tea. The food's not ready yet, but that's all right. I'll survive. As that uh, song said by Gloria Gaynor, I will survive with a Ritz cracker and an iced tea. Praise the Lord, my brother. How were you making hey, it over man. there during the crises hey, from China? Oh, man, what crises? We're, we're going great here. What? Is there a crisis somewhere? Amen. Someone forgot to tell me. Praise the Lord, boy. That's a good. That's the way it should Amen. be. That's a good report. <laughs> well, yeah, they can uh, they can run amok. They can um, throw a few bricks around. And uh, I was just thinking, Shannon, if you go into a dark room with a little box of darkness and open it, what effect does that have on the room? No. That's a good question. Not Nothing. much if you got the room filled with light. Amen? Amen. You go in with a little box with a candle in it, filled with lo- and, and open that little box in the dark room. Oh, yes. What's that going to do? Oh, uh, it's going to dispel it's, darkness. It's going to chase away the darkness. Yes. So evil will never get rid of evil. Yeah, rioting is not going to get rid of evil. Love covers a multitude of sin. Not rioting, man. So that's everybody running in mistaken effort. So that's sad for them. Mistaken effort. Wow, that is the truth. Yeah. We need so to get them on the side of the Lord and get them to chase demons. Amen? Well, yeah, we don't fight against the government, flesh and blood. We're fighting demons. The demons are laughing at the moment. They're getting the field day. There's, Satan's laughing all the way to the bank. Everybody's run around serving him. All contentions come out of pride. So we've got pride running amok, I believe. Pride's running amok here. And it's sad, because all it does is bring pain, sorrow, hurt, poverty. Yeah. And it's not the way. It's not heaven. Do they riot in heaven? (laughs) Anybody rioting in heaven? It'll bring loss of your freedom to move about if they call martial law lockdown, folks. Antifa, you really don't want that, do you? But maybe the kind no, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a payback. And um, it, it's going to hurt the innocent. Look at the poor business owners. They didn't do anything wrong. What? 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 And they get their, all their stores looted. 
Yeah, well, would you like them co come in your place and take everything? It, it's not the way. It doesn't work this way. It's not the way. Anyway, it's sad to see it happening. I'm glad we're not in the world. You know, we're in the world. We're not of the world. Amen. But nothing to do with us believers, really. Has it? It's not our kingdom. What you say is so true. We're not fighting flesh and blood. We are fighting demons. And pride running amok. I love what you said. Folks, we're live with Peter Whiffen. Peter, we got the next hour together. I'm going to give the mic cool. to you. Would you like to open us up a prayer before you bring the TV? Oh. Yeah, why not? And uh, it's nice to hear your voice, Shannon. And um, Likewise. Nice, nice to be in contact with uh, like-minded believers all over the world, different ones. And we're just talking, you know. We're just talking about the things of God. It's a, it's a really good subject. Um, amen. Amen. So we pray. Dear Father God, we love you and praise you. We thank you for all that you've done, all the saints that you paid your blood for. We thank you that you've offered us the kingdom of heaven as it is on earth, as it is in heaven, it shall be on earth, rather. We thank you and we love you and praise you. We ask you to be with us, set up a table in the presence of our enemies, and guide us in what you want us to do. Give us your word with knowledge, dear Father God, so that we understand and the devil can't steal it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Welcome back, Peter. Peter, as yeah, you get cool, started, uh, tell people about your website. How do they reach you, and do you have any material available that they can learn from? Yeah, we got um, hiskingdomstable.com. Now, to shock horror, it was down. I had to. I didn't know it was down, and I had to ring up and uh, get them to fix it up. But it's back live again now. The website, hiskingdomstable.com, and on that website is a free download the book um, "Deliverances at the Table." And that's the one we've been talking from the last few weeks, and um, God gave me the revelation of why a table is set up in the private present of our enemies and why it's not a gun and or a sword it's a table because god feeds us life at that table and at that table is all the blessing if you eat eat my body and drink my blood you have the life in you you have salvation and this is the this is the emotional eating Eating on the hope of the living God, feeding on his hope. That's how we eat his blood and body. We drink his blood, eat his body. So that happens at a table that's set up inside us. And judgment is at that table against everyone opposing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which includes Satan, who is guilty of the blood of Jesus Christ, and men who side with Satan. Don't side with Satan. Accept the gift of the living God who loves us. Don't side with Satan. You know, uh, Shannon, I, I was talking to a guy who's a unbeliever this morning. He just didn't want to know. <laughs> and, and I said to him, um, 
Are you enjoying the creation today? <laughs> they don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you mean? Well, the air that you're breathing. You know, the creator made that air, and without that air, you got no argument. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So that's a good one. Spring it on them. How to share the gospel, you know. You can think of witty things to say to people to uh, bump their thoughts along, you know, just help them along with a little thought here and there. <laughs> but uh, I, got a, I got a praise report from this week, um, a, a healing report, miracle. Uh, a lady came in. Uh, the doctor said, well, you don't have long you, – you're, you're not going to be around too much longer, was the words of the doctor. And um, she had kidney and liver failure and high blood pressure. So we we prayed, and um, I did the ministry of do forgiveness. So I always do that first, get people to forgive, and then uh, ask to be forgiven from all the agreements over their life that's hurting them. And um, as we went against any evil that's causing the sickness. Uh, she said she felt a heavy, heavy weight come off and then uh, tingling in the back of her head. Now, she didn't manifest any demons, and um, but I don't look for that. If that happens, it happens. And I had said to her, you know, let's pray and, and maybe God will heal you. I, I wasn't arrogant about God's going to heal you, all of this. Maybe. Uh, Peter said, We'll pray and may, maybe God will forgive the thoughts of your heart, Simon. So it's like, let's leave God's room there to do things. And um, I thought nothing of it. They, they walked out of the office here and they came back a few days ago. They went to the doctor and the doctors are blown away. There's not one symptom there, man. Wow. Not one. Praise wow. God. <laughs> Hey, praise the Lord. Not one symptom. <laughs> now, did I do that? No. That's the love. That's the love of the living God doing that for them. How about that? And we get the joy to see that love in action, you know. I, I didn't know what had happened. I was hoping something nice had happened. And and to our surprise, it did. <laughs> How's that? Praise God, man. That is awesome yeah. as I'm eating a piece of chicken. <laughs> you hear my mouth full. That's an awesome testimony. Back to you, brother. Yeah, so here we are, you know, to do exploits. That's all. Live along in, in the love of God and uh, and do exploits. You know, be nice. Um, we had another another girl in last night in the shop, and she's buying this self help book, one of the second hand books. And I said, I got the better self help book than that. The, and I give her a Bible, and uh, she goes, I already got one of them. Said, well, let's ask God to help you, love. And I got her to do forgiveness. And, and I got her to call on the name of Jesus to have her name in the in the Lamb's Book of Life, 
you know, whether it was in there or not in there, we don't know. Wow. So we, we asked asked for it to be in there, right? Yes. So she starts bawling her eyes out. As as the love of God hit her and went through her and touched her. And she left here different than when she came in. So that's our that's our honor and our joy to do these things, right? And it's just looking for the opportunities as they come along, you know? As we walk in this world, really the beloved of the living God, uh, the body of Jesus, ambassadors, demonstrating the kingdom of heaven. Now, it won't get demonstrated unless we try and demonstrate it or we move steps towards demonstrating it. So that's what dawned on me quite a while ago, you know. Just pray, see if God does something. And we never seem to get amazed at what he can do. I I had one case up in Fiji. Um, I'm sitting at the coffee shop, Gloria Jeans, and, and uh, this uh, Hindu lady sat next to me on the bench seat there waiting for the coffee, and she says, I'm Hindu. <laughs> what do you say to that, you know? Ah, I'm Hindu. Oh. Um, I said, nice clubhouse. But would you like to meet the creator? And she looked at me. She said, you know, I'm old and my legs have given out. They're sore. My knees are sore. So I go, let's see if the creator might want to fix them for you. His name's Jesus. She said, really? Yeah, he might. So she let me pray for her. As soon as I put my hand on her knee, she goes, ah. Wow. The pain, yeah, the pain's gone. <laughs> I thought, wow, God. Wow. You're amazing. You know, you, you came good for this lady. Now, I didn't say to the lady, God's going to heal you and give promises. It's not my word. It's his word, his promise. I said he might. So let's see if he will, you know. But, you know, God, as he says, he's faithful. He's faithful. Wow, I saw the faithfulness. <laughs> So what happened was she gave her heart to Jesus, got saved, and so did her son. And, you know, amazing. God must yeah, amazing. Now, was I in fear? No, because I said he might. You know, maybe, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but it's sort of like, let's see, leave room for God to do it, you know? We just ask. And by faith, leave room for him to do it. Now, we can do this with deliverance, healing, all matters of life. I met them three weeks later, and I had to pluck up the courage to ask, how's your knees? 
you know, because you don't want to ask and then they say they're no good. So, but I did. I, I, I asked, you know, how's your knees going? Because I really wanted to know, right or wrong, yes or no, you know. They're fine, she says. <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> so the, the healing lasted. Wow. Yeah. Did I, I suppose we're talking about faith here today. Did, did I tell you the story about the fish? Tell me. Just after I became a Christian, we went on a holiday in Fiji and we were, do, we were doing diving with the spear guns and we went out in the little boat. By the way, where we went on holidays was the house on the site where the first missionaries landed in Fiji and uh, underneath the ground, I found out later, was the bones of people they ate and uh, <laughs> they used... <laughs> Those uh, missionaries used to row in, knowing they'd get eaten, and then they get eaten, and then the then the Methodist Church would send another pair of missionaries in after them until the place got converted. Isn't that amazing? And and it was because of uh, Christianity that the cannibalism got stopped overnight. The actual king of Fiji got uh, saved. Hmm. What happened that he stopped it? He was uh, threatened with life from the Americans, so we're going to blast him with the guns and cannons. And he called out to God, and it stopped, <laughs> and and, <laughs> and he got saved. And uh, the whole of Fiji Islands became Christian. And that was the job of the Methodist man. They were amazing. Methodist ministries back in the day. The Some amazing ate, saints have gone before us. There was a name for them, I think. They called them long pork for the people that they <laughs> ate. <laughs> yeah, man, they tasted good. Uh, what they did was they, they tied them up in the river, let the river flow over them for a couple of weeks, you know, conditioning them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Tastes like chicken. They said, tastes like chicken. <laughs> oh, you need a sr- sriracha sauce. Wow. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. So I think there was this missionary named Tabasco, and that's where Tabasco sauce came from, but I'm not sure. <laughs> that's amazing. Have you ever been around any of the Fijians today and had them look at you and wonder, are they thinking twice about making yeah, man, you as chicken? Yeah. Or is that out of their system? Yeah. yeah, man, you've got to watch yourself in the dark over there. Actually, there's some big demons over there, very big demons over there. Um, I, th- I think some encounter? of the Nephilim got trapped on those islands. And they, really? Um, yeah. You spent yeah, some many, time in many. Fiji. What did you encounter in the supernatural over there? Anything you can recall? Um, well, I had this miracle of the fish, which I'm talking about, and uh, there was many stories. Uh, there's actually stories relating to the biblical flood in their culture, and uh, I learned a lot of things from their culture that, you know, the Bible says that the grey hair is a blessing. Well, the chiefs used to um, uh, dye their hair black. They did a lot of things opposite to what the Bible says. You, you couldn't touch a chief. Um, 
he, he he stayed on one side of the house. They had a bar in the middle, virtually, and in the roof, and you couldn't go under that. And uh, a lot of the things they did there were able to be looked up biblically, which uh, is amazing. And uh, the last missionary there to get eaten was just about 100 years ago, I think. They, they, they even tried to eat his boots. Mm. So uh, there's many, many funny things happen in the jungle there. People disappear in waterways. Um, spirits appear. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of big demons there. But um, that's where I became a Christian, and right in the middle of all of this place, I became a Christian there. And the pastor, uh, Christian Outreach Centre, his name was Israeli Balau, and <laughs> talk about prosperity, he used to have to catch the bus to run the meeting, and they hired the drum set. They didn't even own a set of drums. Mm. But he fasted every year, and um, during the meetings where I became saved, people manifested every meeting. They would be having the Lord's Supper, and people would scream and run out the door. (laughs) A lot of the the Hindu Indians were getting saved, and and they used to hiss on the ground like snakes. And, And... Straight away after I got saved, this can you help us? And I was casting demons out in wow. the church straight away. <laughs> yeah, no wait, <laughs> no waiting to get qualified. Can you say come out? Yeah, okay, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the basics. That's all you need to get started to tell you the truth. Come on out in Jesus' name. Yeah, wow. tell them to come out. That's it. Hey, deliverance one hundred and one. Come out. <laughs> Come out of there. <laughs> so, Tell me uh, about the fish. What happened with the fish? All right. Well, we're, we're in this little uh, aluminium uh, runabout boat with, with one outboard motor, no cover. It's just an open boat. And there's uh, the, the, a couple of Fijians and uh, Robert, the lady who witnessed to me, her husband, and Corey, my little stepson, and uh, Brett, another guy, Brett, her the the, the lady's son, and uh, myself, and and we've been diving, and it was a lot of volcanic caves there, really creepy place, and uh, no fish because no reef, and um, so we gave up diving, and they had one uh, fishing rod. With uh, a lure on it, you know, no bait, just this thing bobs around. So we're trawling up and down and catching nothing. And and next thing, I get this urge and a, and a word inside me. Ask them what sort of fish they want. They're going to say walu. And I look around. <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> and, and whoever was saying it... Um, was having fun, was sort of like funny. So with a bit of courage, I I said to them, what sort of fish do you guys want? And they come back to Fijians, walu, walu. And and I found out later that that's the best-looking fish in Fiji. They love that fish. Then 
the voice inside me said, ask them how big they want it. They're going to say three foot long. Uh-huh. So I said, I cheated. You want a three foot long one? Yeah. <laughs> so I said, give me the fishing rod. I'm going to pray and we're going to catch this fish. So um, I made Robert. He was the backslidden husband of the lady that got me saved to agree with me because I read a book somewhere that said two or more agree. And um, so I pray, in Jesus' name, one wailu, three foot long. Amen. Well, wasn't wasn't 20 minutes and the line went hard. And uh, hell of a struggle to get this fish in. And um, I finally got it in. And the reason why it was really hard to get it in was it was hooked by the tail. (laughs) We had a look at the fish and uh, it had like fingerprints in it, bruises where someone had grabbed hold of it. And the lure, which wasn't bait, was meant for them to bite it, was wrapped around and tied on their tail of the fish. So... I get the fish in, and it's a big fish, so I'm worried it's going to jump overboard, and I won't know what size it was. So we make a mark on a spear gun, because we had no tape uh, measure, and made a simple notch in the wooden spear gun how big it was. Well, when we got in, the notch on the spear gun measured exactly three foot to the mark, like you cut a piece of lumber. (laughs) Unbelievable. So I got a photo to this day, and on the back of the photo, it just says, yes, it happened, and it was signed by Robert. And that that was a miracle, my first miracle. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. What's the odds of naming the type of fish and the only fish we catch for the day and its exact size? And I didn't name it. They named it. I asked a question, and they came with the name, and they came with the size. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What was God doing in the process of this? I, I got the feeling that it would, might have been prophetic, like a, a prophetic miracle these days, that at the end of my life, I might be catching a big fish by the tail. <laughs> so we certainly do that when we... Oh, yeah. We catch the demons. So, yeah. So I got the feeling that that was that. And, and But you know what that did, uh, that did Shannon? It, it taught me how God speaks to us. And it was through the still small voice in the heart, not the head, not in your mind. It, it came from the gut feeling area, you know? We, we know as Christians that God speaks to us in the uh, in our heart <clears throat> because I'd, I'd been delivered from smoking <clears throat> and um, that it was a demon and uh, the spirit in me was telling me that I could be a smoking Christian because the lady that got me safe was doing deliverance <laughs> all those years ago 30 years ago. And the spirit in me really worried. I, I sort of felt worrying. <laughs> so he tried to make excuses in my head. 
oh, you can be the only smoking Christian. Uh, I'm a habit. I'll go away one day. And it was really trying to me to get me to own, have ownership on the addiction. Like this was a bad addiction. Two packs a day, Shannon. You know, I, I would have been dead now. And uh, so I said to her, you know, I'm getting funny thoughts in my head. And, and that's like a red flag to a bull on a deliverance person. So she said to me, I'll pray for you. You'll never smoke again. And I said to her, well, if this doesn't work, you can have the Bible and I'm gone. And she said, no, I'll, I'll pray for you. And when she started to pray, I manifested. All I wanted to do was swear my head off. <laughs> and... Um, I felt like the innocent bystander. Oh, not innocent, but I mean, I felt like a bystander. Now, the interesting thing was I never repented from smoking. <laughs> I'd always hated it, but I was I imprisoned with it, you know, from addiction. And I still had the cigarettes in my top pocket. But the fight was between her and the demons. And I'm just sitting there wanting to swear my head off and a lump comes up in my chest and um, the room turns like glassy and I'm sort of wondering what the, what's going on and I did a big cough and I saw come out of my mouth a round ball with spikes on it like a burr or a sea anemone you know those things with all the little spikes a gonky thing and it hovered for a minute and then flew off. And, you know, immediately I didn't have the urge to smoke. It was a miracle. So what I learned from that was that the demons speak in our thoughts, up in our mind, but God Almighty speaks in our gut feeling, in our heart. So that's the way... I was shown discerning a spirit, Shannon. And those memories, those experiences gave me the gift of faith to use that type of faith today. So miracles that happen really give you the gift of faith. They're there to give you a gift from the Creator. So that's why it's good to reach out and ask for those miracles where God, our Creator, the Lord Jesus Christ, can show us things. He says, ask of me and I'll, I'll show you great and mighty things. Now, of course, uh, Shannon, I, I didn't know anything in those days, nothing. <laughs> it all just happened. So we we go along. Um, the next miracle I had, I was um, back in Australia. I'd lost a lot of money in Fiji. I actually owned my own home on a like a ranch style home before I was thirty, and I lost it by the time I was thirty one. <laughs> and um, I was driving along in the car and going into my work where I worked I was about five minutes away 
And I, I looked up in the sky and I, I realized that and I was thinking about Fiji and how I became a Christian and um, that God had come and got me, that I hadn't gone after God. Um, actually, becoming a Christian was the last thing on my mind. Uh, I This lady was kind enough that I met and she gave me a Bible. That's why today I, I believe in giving out Bibles. You know, it's one of the best things you can do as a believer is give your friend a Bible. Give someone a Bible. And I started to read the Bible. And what had happened was that I was on my own. My, my wife was in um, Australia and I was in Fiji. She was having a holiday. And I had nothing to do, so I thought I'll read, read the Bible. And I actually couldn't put it down. I started at Genesis. <laughs> no one told me anything. Well, you start at the front of the book, right? So I start reading in Genesis and um, about three days later I realise it's Sunday and, and I'll go to their church meeting. So I get dressed up, hop in the car and I it's at the Fijian um, Asuva uh, Civic Centre and I didn't know where that actually was so I'm driving around looking for it. And, you know, the devil sent my, my friends with a car full of beer, saying, hey, where you going? we got a party going on. we got all the beer and everything, and come with us. And I was embarrassed that I was sort of like dressed up a bit funny because I dressed up nice, thinking that's how you go to church. And and I, there was a Bible on the seat of the car, and I thought, oh, Jesus, you're going to see this. So, no, i got something to do. Now, had I gone to that party... I believe I wouldn't even be talking to you guys, wouldn't be talking to anyone today. That was a crossroads. So I continued on and I, I went to the meeting and I was late. But a few minutes later, they're calling the altar call saying, God's out the front. <laughs> I go, oh, good. Uh, uh, I wonder if God's really exists. They're saying he's out the front, so I'm going out to find out. <laughs> And uh, I walked out the front and the power of God hit me and lit me up and I got saved. So I was looking up, driving along, looking up at the clouds, thinking about all this and what has happened. And um, I said, God, you know, thank you for saving me. And I really appreciate it. But could you do something about my finances? because I lost my house over there. And I, I really realised I'd gone to Fiji to get saved. And the minister that laid his hands on me had an anointing for deliverance and healing and the power gifts, and I think it got imparted went right back there and then. But anyway, I said, Dear God, could you do something about my finances if it's not rude to ask? <laughs> So when I got to where I was going to my work, a guy jumped out of the car park who worked at the business. Uh, he was It was a building company and he worked as a, a draftsman. <clears throat> and he said, I want to see you later. We can't talk now. I said, okay. And that night he offered to start a building company 
and for me to come. And I said, I haven't got any money left. And, and he said, never mind, just put in $1 <coughs> and come. So, okay. So we quit and started a building company with no money. <laughs> no money. <laughs> no money. And my job was to do the sales, and I was supposed to sell 12 to 14 homes the first year. And I had a cardboard filing cabinet, you know, one of them portable files. And I used to go out in my car every day looking for someone to buy houses. We had no display, you know, show homes and all that. And instead of selling 12 to 14, I sold 50. Wow. Everywhere I went. Wow, hey. <laughs> wow, hey. 50 homes. No money. We didn't even have a building license. The, the guy that employed us rang me up. How the hell you think you're going to do this and do that? Uh, I said, I don't know. So my dad had a building license. We used his to get started. Shannon, 50 homes, we made a net profit of $250,000 the first year. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of homes. Now, I didn't have the money to buy clothes. I used to have to go down to the Goodwill store and get my clothes. It was really embarrassing one day. I'm going in church. I'm up the front. I used to play the saxophone in in the gospel band. And the pastor said, Hey, my pants look good on you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, sugar, man. Oh, man. That feels bad. Oh. I bought uh, suits at the Goodwill store. They didn't fit too well, even after I hemmed them. It's like for a guy <laughs> twice the size in the legs. What's up with that? <laughs> what happens next? <laughs> so we never lost any money. On any house, all the all the time I was there. Wow! And the best year, the company did a hundred million. Whoa! Yeah, man, hundred million. I always wanted to be a millionaire all my life, and you know, God let me be one for five minutes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's not the end of the story. <laughs> Were you, you building homes in um, in the Gold Coast, other part of Australia? Where were you at? In the Gold Coast, Australia. We won Master Builders Awards. You know, we used to go to them, uh, have a dinner dance, and they'd call out, and the winner is, you know, Cavalier Homes. And I'd go up as a director and with great humbleness of pride and take the award. <laughs> wow. That's cool. <laughs> So we won national awards, and um, God gave me the gift of selling homes, and um, I actually made one deal once where I financed the guy's development out of nothing, just cash flow, five million worth of finance, and made nearly two million dollars in twenty-seven weeks. Yeah. Whoa, that's awesome. Yep, and um, yeah. But, you know, um, I made a mistake. And um, I got married and built a beautiful, big um, 
fifty square. It's like five hundred square meters, I suppose. House up on up on five acres, overlooking the whole Gold Coast in the Millionaire Row. Three three car garage, electric gates, hedge, swimming pool. I, I spent a hundred thousand on the swimming pool alone. Wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> And and we owned it, and I owned all these other properties, and um, yeah, bank just throwing money at me, all the money I wanted to borrow, do things, and um, my wife unfortunately um, <coughs> uh, didn't have the same faith as me. She was Catholic, and I didn't know any different <laughs> back then, and. Um, but, you know, praise the Lord, we had three beautiful children there. But uh, she wouldn't let me go to the Holy Rollers, she said. So I had to stop playing in the band and um, I did the old Ahab, you know. I didn't go. And it took about ten years before the devil got me. Um, I put my faith in the money. Like, you know when you've got a million dollars in the bank and, you know, you, you can buy something for a million dollars, some import something, turn it over and make two million? It was – I started trusting in the money, Shannon, to – and it became like God to me, my, my comforter. Um, and God showed me in a dream that I was going to lose it all. And I, I was crying outside our old company's office in the dream, holding my hands in the darkness, in the dark. And um, I believe that he loved me that much that he didn't let me be lost because of following money. And, you know, I was too unwise to, uh, to see it. So um, it took about three years. For it all to go, <laughs> it all left, and um, puff up in smoke went the money. And I had about thirteen rental properties, all worth about half a million each. A lot of them with no loans. They all went. My superannuation went. My wife went. <laughs> um, talk about feel like Job. And um, But my faith never went. I remembered the dream. And it was like God's love to me that he gave me the dream, that I could hold on to that dream, that God knew, at least he knew. And um, I cried, you know. It, uh, it really knocked the idol and, and I cried, man. I cried for a year, Shannon. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to go anywhere. And I ended up actually homeless. And my mum bought me a a truck, a van, and I lived in it on a, on a guy's farm for a year. Wow. Yeah. And I fasted. And I prayed, and I studied, and I prayed, 
but but not in the confidence you would think it was. It was out of grief and sorrow and extreme disappointment. Um, I, I, I couldn't function as I used to. And um, little did I know I was I was heading into, you know, doing a ministry. Uh, furthest thing <laughs> so far away from me, man. Talk about the backside of the desert. And, um, you know, it wasn't long after that that I actually met you. And um, I still Were remember you- the day you, you prayed for me. I got some deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sent me a hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, praise the Lord. Yeah, man. It it was like somebody grabbed their hand down, and um, then that got my attention on getting back into you know doing deliverance, and um, of course I had deliverance happening years before. But the pastors said, don't do it. You know, I, I had a guy, he, after the meeting, he yelled and screamed and broke six chairs. And I didn't know. And I didn't want that to happen, but it happened. And the pastors came up, now you scare the hell out of everyone. Don't do that. So my deliverance <laughs> efforts got shut down. <laughs> yeah. Brother, I remember the day we prayed. Um, yeah? I didn't have much more money than you did, to tell you the truth. But God was keeping me alive, and um, I had had my own crash. The um, the housing collapse of America, people losing their homes. I lost my business because nobody wanted to buy a weight loss pill for $59 a bottle called Desert Burn. <laughs> they had natural weight loss going on. It was called hunger. They don't need to take a pill. And... Um, God had blessed me, but went from having a business, there was five of us there, to I moved home, to um, everything died. And I also took some bad advice. Someone told me, well, Obama's coming in. Uh, It'll all be over by January. And I thought, well, I guess I don't need to reorder any product. And so I didn't. Anyway, I dried up and blew away over to Costa Rica. Uh And I'm sitting there, and I still had... um, a pretty heavy nut every month that I need to cover and it took me a long time to readjust and in the meantime went through all my savings God calls me back to America make a long story longer I'm sitting over in um, a shell of a former um, office that we had had now it had been gutted out I came back all that was left was my name up on the marquee it said Omega Man Weaponry it was a gun store and an herbal (laughs) office it was gutted brother well well man and I'm quickly run out of the cash. I move into this thing and live on the back. Didn't even have a shower. And um, bit by bit, I learned to live by faith. And I'm sitting on a desk over there in this one big dark room and trying to start the show. And um, had heard about you through Brother uh, Peter and Peter Johnson. Peter Johnson. Yes. And you and I had become friends and. Uh, or been talking at least a little bit. Anyway, I remember yeah. praying for you, and the Lord pressed on me to send you what I had. And uh, I was living by faith, week by week. 
I said, Lord, give me enough. Um, And I remember nights going to Wendy's and buying the double stack with cheese for 99 cents. If I had enough, get a a French fry and a chili. You could eat for $3. But I didn't know if I was always going to have $3. But, I mean, I went from money wasn't a problem to literally I'm counting dollars to go and eat at Wendy's. And I said, dear God. (laughs) Hello, you've got... I've lost it all. I'm living on an air mattress. Nobody knows. In this back room. And uh, I would put it in the closet so if people came by day, they wouldn't see me. And then at night, I would pull it out, and it was just the right dimensions that I could stick it behind my desk. So if someone looked through the window, they would just see a long desk there. They didn't know I was sleeping on the floor. And uh, I went through some hard times. But you know what? Um felt compassion when I heard yes. your story I said yeah. we're, we're all going through some tough times we've got to stick together Lord put in my heart to do what I could it wasn't much and um, folks that's the way it works we help one another out in the body of Christ yeah man I cried it, we can be riding the top of the world and then tomorrow it be all gone Peter is it true that you had uh, at one time, a condo on one of the, the largest condominium buildings in Gold Coast? Yeah, in the tallest building called Q1. Wow. <clears throat> I, had, I had the top sub-penthouse, not the penthouse, but the top sub-penthouse. I, I paid $3 million all up with the furniture and everything for that. Wow. Brother, that's yeah, amazing. <laughs> that's the big time right there. You were and literally... I still had my house and other things. Still had everything. Brother, you could probably sleep on your bed and look right out into the clouds. Well, every time I look at that building today, it's like the world sticking its middle finger at me, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sticks out above every other building. <laughs> and, uh, talk about pride come before a fall. You know, I should never have bought that building. The bank made me sell it. I had to give it away. I had one month to get rid of it. Whoa. Everything went wrong. You know, I, I had tenants booked for it for 20000 a month rent at corporate tenant, and they wouldn't sign until they saw all the furniture. So I went all out. I bought everything. I even had a TV in the refrigerator. And um, my friend who was in real estate thought he'd do me a favor, and he advertised it cheap online to rent. And yeah. those but those people saw it and it blew the deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, when the tide's going against you there's nothing you can do that's gonna stop it. Everything just didn't work out, Shannon. Yeah. To me it was like um if I could describe it this way, it's like the pipe got turned off. Yeah. I can remember a time when we were selling this herbal product that God had given me the idea for. People laughed at me. They said, uh, why would you want to do that? And I said, "Just let's just do it. And I, I'm not going to give the whole testimony, but I remember a day where every day, for at least two years straight, we were bringing in about the same amount of sales. I mean, I couldn't have planned it. It was unparalleled. Like every day, it was like uh, the same amount of manna came down in form of sales and I said this is amazing and I said God I'm going to run with you and uh, I did and then 
one day the pipe got turned off. All of a sudden it was gone. And uh, so were the the homes of many people in America. They were gone. Their, their uh, savings were gone. Banking's collapsed. It was calamity here in America. Back in 2007, I'm sure people remember it. It wasn't so long ago. Almost like this calamity that's hit here. It's unparalleled. I believe this is like uh, another form of it. Even called another 911. But back to my own story, all of a sudden, uh, it was gone. The pipe got turned off, and I'm like, it went down to zero orders. We used to do like 100, 150 orders a day, and it went down to zero. And I'm like, God, <laughs> what now? And, um, you know, I packed everything I had in a storage unit, including all my hard times food. I had spent over 100,000 hard times food. Do you know what <laughs> remained in storage until just a few months ago? What hadn't spoiled and I would thrown away? I put in a two storage units. I'd been renting them since 2007. Been there the 13 <laughs> years. Finally, Man. some years ago, I gave my brother, and he went over during the corona and grabbed it all and put it in another storage unit where he, where he lives. And um, I was thinking, it's been that long. And I was saying, Lord, when are you going to turn it back on? I need another fresh idea, gold nugget. And it didn't happen. Uh, and I moved to Costa Rica. Just took a laptop and a phone I had, and uh, I still had a little bit of money in the bank, but I was had a, a burn rate every month. I ha- hadn't been able to downsize my overhead. So I'm going through what I had saved, and it went pretty quick. Yeah. And then one day I had nothing except things in storage units, and I sold my guitars, sold my my cars, sold everything, and uh, just to make my rent. And I'm like, Lord, what next? And um, it seemed to get worse. But I never starved. But it was like everything was stripped away. I said, Lord, it's like the the faucet got turned off. (laughs) And I look back, and I realize, you know what? I was going in the wrong direction that the Lord wanted me to. He had blessed me for a time, but that wasn't the direction he wanted me to go. And uh, I remember watching a movie. Do you remember the movie... um, it, it was called um, The Devil and Daniel Webster. If y'all haven't seen it, you got to check it out, the black and white version. Mm. And it shows you how you can get eye, your eyes off God and get them on money. The devil will slip in. Before you know yeah. it, you can lose your soul. Yeah. And you become consumed with it. And uh, the Lord yeah. had different plans for you, Peter. He had different plans for me. He literally yeah. stripped us, turned off the valve, and got your attention, got mine, and put us on a different course. Had the Lord not done that, you may not be here today, nor would I. That's true. In deliverance, you would have have continued to be a successful businessman. Yeah. And who knows where you would be? Who knows where I would be? I don't know. I would have probably fallen into sin. Yeah, there's people being saved, people being delivered. People being helped, you know, we've had people rescued from suicide because of deliverance. Um, so it went on from there. Shannon, as you know, we, we were praying on online with uh, Charlie Costello and yes. um, Peter Johnson came and was there. And um, we learned 
we started learning together, helping each yes, other, learning together how to help people with deliverance. So all of a sudden, money wasn't in the picture. It was um, it was just learning the ministry, apprenticeship, yes. Yes. you know, starting. I love that. That's what it is. Yeah. And um, learning these things helps us today I believe it you know it helps us today because we've already been through losing everything so it's not scary anymore you know if you've got to lose everything because of the chip or because of the virus or, or because of the economy now it's not scary to me anymore no. well yep. you've lived high and you live low you realize you, yeah, you can survive both hmm. I mean, I've been so poor one time I couldn't afford a broom, and that's the truth. I was having to sweep my floor with two pieces of paper. That's yeah. poor, and lived on ramen noodles. I did the ramen noodle diet. You can lose yeah, three man. belt sizes pretty quick, about six weeks. Um, you know, in all of it, brother, I got stripped of everything, and right. some of it was my own stupid fault, bad yeah, decisions, course. you know. I don't yeah, own a house today. I could have owned one then. My wife says, why didn't you buy one then? I said, well, I was thinking that... The world was coming to an end. Better to hang yeah, on to the cash, you know? going on. Oh, man, you know, why did I spend money on end-time foods to the degree that I did? Now, we're telling you people could have, now. could have bought a couple of houses then. Absolutely. You know, with that money. You know, in it, yeah, I was being driven by fear. Yeah, fear is Lord, when, you know, and it's a bad Lord. The Lord actually at one point tried to stop me. And I heard from the Lord in my spirit do not listen to Fear Radio anymore. I was listening to a couple of particular programs. Oh, right. And uh, everyone was a push to get gold. Tell you gold and mask, <laughs> uh, yeah, Get all your, your preps. And again, we are recommending some people get some preps now because you see what happens with COVID, but not to the degree yeah. I was doing because I went overboard and I, I went cold turkey for about six weeks, Peter. Oh, dear I turned man. off the radio. And you know what? <laughs> That's the hard. voices stopped, but it was like trying to kick coffee. I just got a craving to just go back one more time just to see what's going on over there. Curiosity. And, yeah. brother, I went back over there, and seven yeah. times worse hit me. Ah, uh, sugar, man. I got bit by the bug, and I was yeah. all in preparing. And I think back at the money I spent. Much of it got thrown in a, a dumpster behind the original... Desert Burn store over there. Just spoiled. Had to throw it away. And what we salvaged, we stuck in storage. Been there for 13 years. Won't do me any good. The point I'm making is, I miss God. God was trying to tell me, don't do this. I disobeyed and it cost me heavily. Thank God it didn't cost me my life. You know? And get offended and backslide and fall away. God's merciful. I can tell you, he, I never went hungry. No. But, and God helped me one way or the other every month pay my rent. I said, God, I'm going to pay rent this next month. Uh, how am I going to do this? You know what? God was always there. Literally for 10 years I've been learning to live by faith. And, um, you know, it, it's been an apprenticeship. Hey, 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 does that help you now? Absolutely. Is, it, is that something that you've got a qualification in now? Absolutely. I got that badge. Yeah, man. 
a Boy Scout so how much badge. Is that, how much is that badge worth? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what. We need to learn these lessons now because we're going to need them in the days ahead. Amen. What about the Israelites? Yeah, you, you can't learn. You can't learn this stuff in heaven. You know the Israelites. They were only able to leave what they could carry with them. There was no grocery store in the desert. No, man. They ran out of their food. They didn't carry a refrigerator along with them. No. They eventually ran out of what they had. What will you do when you run out of what you got? We got to trust the Lord. Um, they were going to a place they had no idea the direction or what they might have to go through to get there. Uh, it re- literally is a a test of our faith. Can we trust the Lord? If we can't trust Him in the lean times, can we trust Him in the hard times? Yep. I mean, the easy times or the hard times? You get my point? Um, keep going. I, like, I love this yeah. testimony tonight. God was calling you into an apprenticeship into His service, wasn't He? Yes, and and you know, I'm so thankful today. <clears throat> I I wouldn't have thought of it myself, but but he did, and um, you know, guess what happened? You know, there's a a script. Uh, you know, we know the scripture where uh, the guy was the servant. He was going to get the sack, and he and he uh, <clears throat> he cut the bills. You know, and. Um, the Bible says he, he was the righteous servant or, or wise or something like that. Um, be, be, be faithful in unrighteous mammon because in the day uh, when you need a house sort of thing, there'll be one for you. Well, when I had money, Shannon, I, I, I uh, had, still had the contacts in Fiji and... Um, They'd been uh, through the coup and and they lost their business and it was second-hand clothes that got burnt down and they they were very poor. This family, the the guy who was baptized me. So I went to the Salvation Army Goodwill store here and I bought a whole container load of second-hand clothes <laughs> and and I shipped it off to Fiji. All expenses paid, you know, landed and. Um, to them, they said it was like Noah's Ark landing. <laughs> they, <laughs> it was like worth about sixty grand Fijian. Um, I spent thirteen thousand Australian and um, just gave it to them. And uh, <laughs> that gift bought them a house, um, started them up in business paid for all their children to go to uh, universities and schools Whoa. and 20, year, 20 years later was still feeding them from that one you know? cargo container that you shipped that they yeah they sold it and the profit from that you know like looked after them but just set Amazing. them up the whole family and extended family Whoa. set everybody up and I'd forgotten about it anyway I had to go to Fiji and, and I um uh, was sending clothes. Well, no, I wasn't. I was walking down the main street of Fiji, getting ahead of myself there, and I hear my name being called out. And it's the wife of one of the brothers of the guy that baptized me. Peter, 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 like this. Um, and they sat down and talked to me, and they wanted someone to collect clothes in Australia for them. Now, it's amazing how the wheel just turns around. And... <laughs> I said, okay. So I came back with 5000 in cash from Fiji 
they financed me to set up and collect them clothes. So I started the Clothing Relief Society and uh, started collecting clothes and sending them to Fiji and for a living. And um, I met the guy here with the Goodwill store here because I came and I bought clothes off him to send to Fiji. Mum lent me another 5000 and then I was sending this shipment to Fiji and I followed it over and all of a sudden the, the customers went nasty and uh, they didn't want to pay me. It, I was going to go home and be broke again. <laughs> I'm going, God, not again. And God said, I'm gone before you. Wow. That's the same voice I heard with the fish, you know. So that afternoon I got two phone calls, Shannon. Two phone calls, same afternoon. What'd they say? The guy who owned the Goodwill store here said, I'm retiring and I want to donate this store to you, Peter. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Out of the blue, <laughs> I got a Goodwill store. Dude, that doesn't happen every day. Oh, no. The stock, the building, uh, like it's rented building, uh, the vehicle, pick up the clothes. Uh, you left two weeks rent in, so I could save up enough to pay the rent for next month. And... It had to work out. I had to come home from Fiji and sort it out, but I, ha I owned a Goodwill store. <laughs> and it had a unit on stairs, upstairs for me to live in. Very nice. Oh, man. The Dude, next phone call, same afternoon, yeah, was uh, my friend Frank, who was a lawyer, who was helping me to recover my superannuation that my, my wife stole. She defrauded it. And anyway, um, she settled. And I, all of a sudden, I had some money to fund everything with. That's deliverance in one day, man. One day. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> 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 so um, there's the restoration miracle. Like, these sort of things don't happen to everyone. But um, what happens is, is that it allows me here to pray for people, to talk to people. The whole business here runs on volunteers. It, it gives us funds to help people with. And I don't look at it as for myself. It's, it's a missionary business here, you know, a missionary operation. Um, you know, we, we're sending things overseas to Christians in Pakistan. I don't want to say about too much because you're not supposed to. There's things happening here that are a blessing for God. People getting saved, people getting delivered, people getting encouraged. And all of that came out of the hardship, you know. So I look at it different than what I would have if all those awful things never happened. Brother, that's amazing. So... We see here, we get a chance to see here God working, just like last week with that healing. We see God working every day. We 
we're running a um, I let the people run it they day run it but there's food here three days three nights a week there's dinner for people now those people are regulars they start off taking advantage and they end up loving us because they get to know us and and they end up turning around and saying things like God bless you Peter like this out of their own mouths where they were hard you know and trodden down Peter the store there is it like um, a combination of anything a person may want to donate or second hand like clothes furniture TVs electronics could it be anything that may come through the anything. place yeah, yeah anything that's useful you know, any everything. You know, but and um, a lot of times, you know, people come in there, they they've had everything stolen, or you know, on the street, people get things stolen. So we just say, I had a guy from prison, just been out of prison. I didn't ask him what he'd done wrong. I just said, hey, hey, brother, anything you want to get going again, just take it. What do you need? Wow. Yeah, there's the shops open for you, brother. He nearly started bawling his eyes out, Shannon. So, so that felt sort of thing can make yeah, that sort of thing can make a difference. Like ah, oh, the whole world's against me, and now I find someone loving me. What? What? He didn't even ask what I did wrong. He doesn't care. He just looked in my eyes and said, here, help yourself. What do you want, man? Yeah. That's what God showed me how to do it. How you do things. Yeah. We stay away from the judging. That's the plank in our eyes. And look at them like the Creator loves them. God loves them. They're, they're not at a place where we are or you are or anyone is. They're at their place, their station in life at the moment. And it, and it can be the difference, you know. Just like you, you know, when you sent me that money, uh, I cried. It's like, come to this, you know. And it, it made a difference, you know. It's somebody's, somebody that, you know, is caring for you. And uh, I didn't know you were broke. I would have sent it back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was in my living by faith mode. I was learning to live by faith. Yeah, so we don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. And look at that. I gave that container load of clothes... <laughs> And through the clothing, same family, I end up with this opportunity shop given to me. Look at the connection. That that was something that I did like 20 years before. That's amazing. And, and it came back and God used that. He used that little spoonful of sugar to, to help me. That's beautiful. You know? That's beautiful. People can... People complained, you know, my family, Mrs. Nat complained about me doing that at the time. 
And I'm saying, mind your own business, I'm doing it. I know this family over there, they need this. And I believe it was God put that in my heart to do that. Because, you know, where did I get that idea from? Come out of the blue, you know? The lesson is sometimes things come out of the blue. Go with them. You never know where it's leading you, you know, where it's going to pay off. Yes. Yeah. Truly, it's better to give than to receive. Uh, It's more blessed. Yeah, Yeah, man. Hey, we were talking today. Hey, Shannon, you can't own anything. Right. Ever ever been to a funeral? (laughs) Seen them seen them take the stuff you know they put put their wardrobe in the hole with them sometimes they no. take your ring off your finger too they don't leave you with nothing <laughs> my definition of ownership now is the use of you know well you're using the coffee cup you own the coffee cup <laughs> yeah you put it down it's not yours anymore ownership is use of why strive and lose your soul for something you can't take with you? Why? Say that again. That's powerful. Why strive to get things that you can't take with you and lose your soul? Why? It's not sensible. The devil wants you to do that. Bigger car, bigger house, stuff. It's not wise. It's not wise, man. You know, and I, I had millions of dollars, I can say. It's not wise. You know, when I had all the money, Shannon, you probably know too, it's a pain in the butt. It's, it's actually a nightmare trying to hold on to it all. <laughs> Shoot. Because you cause you more grief than anything trying to hold on to it all watching over your investments making sure you're not ripped off oh man what a drama you know we're called to peace yeah not a piece of stuff we're called to peace that passes understanding there's freedom in giving up owning stuff there really is we go for an eternal reward which is the things we can do now where Jesus said I was poor you never helped me yeah yeah those are things eternal rewards man that you can hang on to right yeah you're going to have it forever it's going to go before you it's going to go after you it's going to be with you. You know, Shannon, I was just thinking, like, you know, people we know that are believers, like you or me, what are we going to do when we meet in heaven? We get a smile, you know, an everlasting smile when we meet each other. We're going to remember. Jeez. <laughs> Rejoice, laugh, say, Wow. Praise yeah. the Lord. I could have went the other way. Yeah, and and, and and you know it's a it's a, a very narrow slope. Very yeah. narrow path. You could go the other way. 
we could and and it's it's precarious and, and thank god it worked out the way it did and and you know the money that i lost was worth every cent and more it's worth it yes sure yeah to learn that lesson it's worth it you can't buy your soul with all that money won't buy your soul only the blood of Jesus buys your soul we don't own that Jesus owns it no it's just um, it's it's tools you can use money yeah of course you can use it like you did to buy somebody's freedom in Pakistan oh yeah remember that man who had lost their freedom tell people about that story where yeah. you came across the man what was going on with him yeah he was uh, 80 years old working 5 in the morning till 7 at night <laughs> in a brickyard with no holidays no Sunday off no Christmas day nothing never every single day how's that work he was playing patty cake with the clay folks he was like those over in Egypt back in Moses time they were baking bricks yeah they were making bricks him and his wife he was a Christian brother a Christian brother man he owed $1300 if I remember correctly US to the Muslim brick owner now, we announced it on the show, right, Shannon? You announced it? Yes, sir. We did, a, we did a telethon. We we matched the money. Yes. And I was going to buy a trailer to, to do the clothing with because I was hiring one. And I thought to myself, I'd saved up the money to get the trailer. Do I want this trailer or can I buy this guy's freedom? That's wild. Yeah. Buy somebody uh, slavery. Yeah. This is a true story. True story. Can I buy his freedom or do I want a trailer? And I'm sort of looking at the trailer going, not the one I'm going to buy, but I'm looking <laughs> at the trailer we're using. But I'm, I'm sort of thinking, huh? This trailer's got no value to me. I use it. But the guy's freedom, he's 80. He's not going to live too much longer. And he's going to die in this miserable... He's crying. Get me out of this. He's crying, man. Because, you know, when you get old, your body hurts. It's not just turning up to work. So, you know, it's nice to get in the runners of someone else. Walking their moccasins, so they say. You know. So I thought, well... It's not going to hurt me. I'll just pay every week. I'll just hire the continue to hire the trailer, and I'll give the money from the trailer to get this guy out of hock. But it wasn't enough, so we we did the uh, fundraising, and and man, Shannon, you know, some people gave up their holidays money to help him. You know, that's love, man. Sure is. You know what? People hey. came together out there yeah. and helped so buy good, that man. brother's freedom. That's a true story. Um, yeah. that he's free today. Big, you know, I don't amazing. even know if he's still alive, but he's free today. Were you and the able, message, message to the Muslim 
brick company owner was the strangers <laughs> from all over the other side of the world buys this guy out Christians huh what's going on there so it's a testimony to him it almost never happens folks that man would have been there till he died baking bricks uh, yeah. that's like the story you know where the man came up to the uh, the king and he owed money and he couldn't pay so they took the man man's wife and children and there's Clannel that's what they used to do back then folks it called indentured servanthood in America not long ago and you know you weren't you you went into slavery until you could pay your debt and they also had debtors prison imagine you can't pay your bill they send you to jail till you pay it now you can't work while you're in prison how are you going to pay it you got to hope somebody will come and spring you out otherwise you're there till you pay it um Peter, were y'all able yeah. to help more people after that man? Did you ever have any more opportunities? Yeah, um, we never done another one with the brickyard, but um, we got people uh, helping young girls learn to sew. We talked about that, the sewing. Um, oh, tell us about got, that again. Refresh my memory. Yeah, this is the uh, lady in uh, Pakistan, Samreen. She's a beautiful Christian lady. <clears throat> got qualified as a teacher the hard way with no shoes, going to school and all of this and she's devoted her life to help get educations for the little Christian kids because they have to clean the toilets you know, for the hard Islamic people and they end up being beaten and raped and all these things so um, she, she had this idea of sewing machines so we made a website called Shiloh School of Peace and um, she had no connection to raise money with. So I, I get this website going, just a small website. And uh, people started donating and we got money together for sewing machines. And uh, what happens is, is there's a six-month sewing course. The teachers are paid and the girls go home with a sewing machine and, and can make money for their families doing sewing. Wow. You know. Is it still going on? still going on and um, uh, during the coronavirus uh, they couldn't walk around they'd get bashed up the Muslims as soon as they see them will bash them you know hey you're outside your house Oh. and they only need one excuse to go bashing them so uh, they have to pay Muslim runners to go to the shops and get the food and um, that's crazy yeah man it's just mad just so bigoted wickedness but anyway, that website, Shannon, raised $3,000 in just under three weeks. Wow. That's from, awesome. From Americans, you know? And uh, I, I had the privilege, it came to my PayPal, and I had the privilege of adding to it and sending more over there and helped them get through this horrible time. What a miracle. What a miracle. So um, these are things that happen because we are <coughs> administrating the love of God on earth. It doesn't take much to lift your little finger, you know, to help, you know, someone. It doesn't take much. Peter, 
can people get involved with you on that project? Yeah, yeah, if they want to, they can. I know I'm not asking for money, right? No, you didn't. You didn't ask. No, no, only if you want to. It's it doesn't matter. Like, it's it's an act of love, not act of obligation. You know, I don't want to be asking people, but if you want to, you can send it to my PayPal, Peter Whiffen at hotmail dot com. <coughs> w H I double F for Fred, I for Igloo, N for Nelly at Hotmail. I'll send it over. I send a hundred percent over. I add to it every month anyway. And um, you know, if you want intercessory prayer, and I'm not saying buy it, but God showed me a side benefit. See, we have an obligation to switch inside ourselves. If someone sends us a Christmas card, we want to send them one back. We have. We feel obligated, right? Right. Yeah. So you send help to people who can't pay you back. Guess what they do? They pray. And man, you get a whole lot of little school Christian kids praying for you. you wow. God hears that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the truth. Well, I want to get involved in that. Um, yeah. Folks, this is pretty <laughs> awesome. I mean, these are this is true stories, true testimony. And you know what? I'll tell you, the Word of God says, he who has remembered the poor has Thanks lent to, to God and God shall repay. God is not a man he should lie. That's the truth. You know, we had helped the poor towards the end before the crash, and the Lord brought that back to me one day, and he spoke to me in my spirit. You're still alive today. You could have already been gone. But you had helped the poor in better wow. times. And God did extend, and he kind of buffered wow. the closure of that business and my transition to uh, the backside of Costa Rica for a while to try to figure out what's God got next. And um, I never forgot that. And, folks, that still holds true today. You know, the best investment for hard times is give the poor now. Wherever God leads you, it could be to help yeah. These children have a better life. They need a skill. And you know what? That hey, helps them. Once you yeah. never met. And, yeah. and you're going to meet them in heaven. They're oh, going to yeah. say, that was you. That was you. That's amazing. Hey, you don't have to duck and dive in heaven. You can walk around there. And they'll say, hey, that's you. Hey. You know? Hey, Peter. How about that? Let's yeah. get another people, another person freed from slavery do you still have contacts you can find another person that can be bought out sure I can find out All right. do that and then we'll get the information to the people out there folks that's exciting you want to buy somebody out of slavery I mean this is like right out of bible times but it's today in 2020 can you imagine that buy yourself a friend in heaven <laughs> that'd be amazing Could you? could you imagine you're in that situation, people that you don't even know, the other t- part of the world. God moves on their heart, and they buy your freedom. That's why we give, folks, and it shall be given to us. Better, More blessed to give than to receive. And you know what? Yeah. Hey, you may not be much better off than the next person, but if, you're, if you are, and you have the ability to give something and help them in their time of need. God remembers you and I in our time of need. We help one another in the body of Christ. That's what it's about. Because you can't take it with you. 
But I'll tell you what, you can invest in souls now, which bring an eternal reward. They get saved. And you know, I, again, I hear people say, and I understand, you know, I'm not in this for the reward, and I understand that. But if it were not important to the Lord Jesus, he would not mention it in his word. Behold, I come quickly with my reward in my hand to give everyone according to their work. He didn't say to give everyone an equal share. God's not a communist. I don't care what people say. (laughs) I'm here to tell you, salvation's free, praise God. We don't have to earn it. And we don't have to qualify and run the decathlon to get it. Only a few of us make it. No, it's a free gift to all that will call the name of the Lord Jesus. Peter will tell you how you can get saved tonight. Free gift we're talking about tonight. But at the same time, there is a payday coming. And you know what? It may be a sacrifice for you where that someone else does want to give up their life to serve the Lord and maybe go without to help someone else in worse need than themselves. Maybe they don't want to share. Maybe they don't care about the poor. I'll tell you this, though. Jesus said, as often as you give the poor, you've given to me. When you visit those in prison, those that are sick in the hospital, uh, those that are, in, you know, as I mentioned, in jail, you give to the widows, the orphans, those in disaster, you bless Israel. God will bless you. You're given to Jesus. We're pleasing the Lord. If you hey, bless what's people, better, I'll bless what's you. Better, huh? What's better than the joy? The joy belongs to us. Oh, yeah. It's for, it's for joy. Right. right? We've already been saved. You can't buy oh, yeah. it. That's and you, why and you, you can't it. get any more from God. He's given us His Son, He's given us everything. But we can share that with others. We, we can, can share that. We can, yeah. And we can have the joy. You know, the joy. We're going to meet this old guy. 80 years old old guy in heaven and the joy of doing that one thing for him will be with us forever what sort of value is that when you meet him in heaven hey hey you know you're sick of him running after you you know it's it's like wow and there's no regret I'm glad we did that we say you know wow look at that we see this eternal blessing out of that and we're glad we just realized and took the chance to do that. That's well, our joy. That belongs to us. The joy is ours. The joy is ours. So do we want some? You know, you're going to be standing in heaven, watch someone else get the joy, and you, you didn't know, do anything. Folks, yeah, you get it's the joy fine. now. There. And then there's a payday yeah. later. Because God is yeah. going to call each one of us. And we're going to have a day of accounting. You know, remember the parable of talents. Says it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents. Talents was money back then. Um, Five talents to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them. He made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now this is not a talent as in God gave you a, a guitar capability or you can sing or you can draw. No, this was talking about money. In fact, it says he hid his master's money. So we're talking about money here. 
Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, and said, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I've made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master, or into the joy of the Lord. And he also who had had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I am. I've made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He also, who had received one talent, came forward and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent on the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has will be given, and he will have abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness... In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now I know there's probably many things you can pull out of this. But I will say this. When I read it. I see that. God. Has entrusted us all. With resources. With time. With money even. As in this case. And we're going to give an accounting. What we did with it. You know. Peter. In this example, mm-hmm. you'd been the man who yeah. gave to the, the Fiji, Fijians. Am I pronouncing yes. that right? Fijians? Yeah. Um, you gave to buy a man out of slavery in Pakistan. You, you've given to help the children have a better life and be able to earn a wage to live. And those are just a couple of the stories you've shared. I know you've done much yeah. more than that. But you know what? Yeah. You invested in people. That's what we do, folks. We invest in people because we love them. We want to show the love of Christ because that's what we're commanded to do. Help people. And you know what? Uh, truly, there's a blessing that comes from it in the immediate. You know, the the satisfaction seeing someone blessed. But also, we're going to give an accounting. And you know what? It's going to bear fruit when we do this. And one day, Jesus comes back with his reward in his hand. Give everyone according to their works. I had someone tell me, well, I don't really need to do too much. I'm going to get in and, you know, if you want to go be Billy Graham, so be it. But, you know, you won't get any more reward than me. You might just get a few goodies or treats. That was what they said. And I, I was like, uh, hey, God hadn't called everybody to be Billy Graham. He certainly hadn't called me to be. But the point I was making here is, no, God is not a communist. Okay, the reward is not the same. If you will, for one that will obey and go all in for Jesus, and one says, no, I just want free gift of salvation. Now I'm going to work on my golf handicap or fish. I'll see you at the, at the new millennial reign of Christ. It doesn't work that way, folks. It doesn't work that way. And I can tell you that uh, you may not see it on this side, but you'll see it when the Lord comes back because God is looking and testing us now. It says, if he can't trust you with 
earthly mammon, how can you be trusted with heavenly riches? That's the bottom line. God's looking for people that have a giving heart that will help, that will do what they can to make a difference. You don't look at the widow's might. It wasn't about the quantity. She gave what she had. And you know, let the Lord direct you where you give. But the point I'm trying to make is, oh yes, what you do here will be brought out into the light. We're going to have the accounting books opened. We're going to have the accounting books. Did we bear fruit down here? Did we win some souls? He that wins souls is wise. Did we obey the great commission and cast out devils? Lay hands on the sick that they recover. Did we plant a seed? You may not see it sprout, but you plant the seed in other waters that God can cause it to grow. But you do your part. You help the widows and the orphans. You bless Israel when the whole world stand against them. You help the poor. Many have helped the poor. I want to thank those that helped us feed some people down here. Couldn't have done it without them. But you know what? The promises of God are true. God sees it. Um, we're obeying the Lord. And we're being evaluated. And if we can be a good steward of what he's given us down here, he's going to be able to trust you with a lot more, much more. And he will because he needs people to rule and reign with him in the millennial reign of Christ. Talks about there'll be kings and priests. And, you know, um, if there was no reward, 